a lot of times I preach about the legacy of our church. You know, our mission statement is to go make disciples. Our vision is a, a family of believers, a family. You heard that said, reaching Southwest Virginia with the love of God. You know, we have mission statements that Jesus is our example, love is our foundation, faith is our response, family is our culture, worship is our passion. I like that one, huh? Discipleship is our mission, serving is our privilege, excellence is our pursuit, and children are our legacy. So what is a legacy? A legacy is something that, that, that you leave behind. A legacy is something when you think about somebody, it's what you think about them. You know, I can talk for miles about my grandfather or my grandmother or, or my uncles and what they mean to me and what they instilled into me, what they put into me. And so I'm going to challenge you with a little short message today about what is your legacy? What is your legacy or what, what, what are you doing? What, what will your life reflect? When people think of you, what will they think about you? You know, will you leave a legacy? And so number one is what will your life reflect is, number one, a legacy of freedom. Will you be free? Will you be free? Remember Jesus went to the pool and said, will you be made whole? He asked the man, will you be made whole? And what did he start doing? Well, it's a deep subject, a well. Well, I don't have anybody to help me. And, you know, my daddy mistreated me when I was little. And, you know, my teacher called me ugly. And he just started spouting excuses. Will you be free? Come on. Jesus didn't come and die on the cross and suffer for you to stay in the, in the pig pen. He came, the Bible says in in Psalms that he takes us out of the muck and the mire and puts us on the rock, which is Jesus. Come on, he puts us on the rock. He kicks us out of the muck and the mire and puts us on him, and he holds us up. You know, I'm standing on people's shoulders that came before me. I've been at this church nine and a half years, and I didn't build this building, but I'm standing on the people who did build this building I'm standing on the people who built this building debt-free. I'm standing on their shoulders and taking it further. And, and, and I'm standing on my uncle's shoulder, my grandmother's, my mom and dad's shoulders. And I'm standing on my Sunday school teachers that taught me the word, pastors that I've sat under, pastors who I still call pastors. I'm standing on their shoulders. They hold me up. And everything that they taught me and everything that we've been taught by people but I'm going to ask you, will you be free? Are you tired? You know, in this world today, everybody's got an excuse and everybody's got, everybody plays the victim. Come on, God, Jesus came to set you free from sin. I know we've all been victims. I got a story too. But I'm not going to go back to that story and be reminded of that story. I'm going to be reminded who I am in Christ Jesus. I'm a child of God. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. And if you walk with me every day of the week, you go, you're not an overcomer, Pastor, because I saw you get frustrated, and I saw you this, this and, and that. Well, you know what? But that's I, I, who I am. You know, the king don't always act like the king, but Jesus always acts like Jesus. He's the perfect one. He is the king of kings. And it's him that I can go and say, wash me and forgive me, cleanse me. Lord, help me. I want to be free. I want to be free from this. I want to be free from that. Whatever it is, whether it's drugs, alcohol, whether it's anger, 
whatever you're dealing with, lust, whatever, God wants you free. And Jesus came to set you free. But we have got to turn our eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his marvelous face. Come on. It's at the cross was where the victory was won. Actually, that's where the battle was at. The blood and the mess and all that and the beating, but man, the empty tomb is victory. And because he rose, man, I'm a rise, and I can rise today. I can rise above problems that are that I'm dealing with because of Jesus. So will you be free? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, man. Say, that's me, I'm free. Come on, see, see our experiences and 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 everything we have. What what it is, people want to hold on to their problems and not repent. Now, repent means change your mind. Repentance is all about changing of the mind. We think the battle's out here. Me and him are going to battle. No, if I stop right here, no, I'm not. I'm going to love him. I don't care what he said or what he does. I'm not going to let him in my wheelhouse up here where my battle's at. I'm going to walk in love. Oh, that's hard. You know, grace is harder than keeping the law. And nobody could keep the law. What do you mean grace is harder? Jesus said, don't commit adultery. And I've never done that. He said, if you've done it in your mind, you have. What? That's harder. But he helps free our mind. He wants to cleanse our mind. He wants to cleanse us. And he wants to help us change our mind and turn. See, to what moves your eyes? Did you notice I, I kind of was reading the thing? You know, I got white around my eyes. You notice that? Because you can see where I'm looking. Now, I have a hard time seeing up here because somebody said, you was looking right at me when I'm preaching. When I stand right here, I can't see anybody. (laughs) The lights are so bright. But you can see my eyes move. You know what controls my eyes is my mind. When I said, turn your eyes upon Jesus, you have to get your mind right. Because you can turn your mind to anything. All the trouble that's in this world and all the news and all this. And that good-looking woman that walked by, that good-looking man that walked by, your eyes. See? And so that's, that's why we're different. We have white around our eyes so people can know that I'm looking at you and that I care about you and that I can see you. That's over here where I can see somebody. But, you know, we have to control ourselves. We have to want freedom. We have to turn our eyes on Jesus and establish because there's nothing in this world that satisfies but Jesus. You know, the scripture says, if you seek him, you'll find him. If you hunger for him, you'll be filled. If you're thirsty, you'll be satisfied. And he's the only thing that satisfies. Number two, a legacy of prayer. Are you going to set a legacy of prayer where you're going to be a prayer warrior? Will people know you as a, as a person of prayer or do they know you as a person of complaining? Complaining. It's hot in here. It's cold in here. Music's too loud. Oh, man, Miss Shirley's got dressed nice. She dresses nice every son, nicer than me. Just negative, negative, negative. Come on, turn your heart. You know what? Calling what is, is doesn't change it. When you recognize what's going on is not right, you need to start declaring what the Word of God says about it. Come on. We look in the mirror and we think ugly. Well, that's not what God thinks. God said, you're the apple of his eye. He doesn't care if you're pretty or ugly. He doesn't care. He created you because he loves you, and he needed somebody like you in the earth. 
And, every, and God is big enough that every one of us can be his favorite. You ever thought about that? You're his favorite. Well, how can I? No, see, because with our finite mind, you know, we, we can only go so far. We can only like one or two people, and everybody else is just out. God loves everybody. Man, his capacity to love, he loves you. And if you were the only one to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he would have sent Jesus just for you. And, and if you were the only one, he probably would have took you out and, and the earth had been over with. Think about it. But no, we're here for a reason. Because there are others that are called to salvation. All these babies we prayed for, all these kids that left out, they're heirs of salvation. I don't, and quit calling your child a hellion and a wild child and all that stuff. Start declaring who they are in Jesus. Pray, pray, pray. Don't quit complaining, complaining, complaining. Start praying over them. What do you pray? You pray the Word of God. Pray the Word of God over yourself. You know, that's, that's another one that's so hard. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself because you can't love your neighbor if you don't love you, and you can't love God if you don't love you. It's hard to love God when you're not loving yourself. But when you recognize that God loves you, it, man, it makes it easier to love yourself. Come on, we got to love people. We, we gotta, and when you know that God's on your side, come on. I, I, I always use my mama. I can walk in my mama's house and get anything I want. And you know what? I can walk in my father God's house and get anything I ask for. As long as I ask according to his will. You know, if I yank the faucet out of the sink, my mama might whip me. She's a little bit older than I am, but she still probably can whip me. You got to do according, and you know what? She'll tell you, get what you want. Go get the refrigerator. I'm not going to feed you. Go feed yourself. God's given us his word to feed ourselves. A lot of people waiting on, well, if the Lord doesn't undertake. The Lord said, stand up. Speak my word. Declare it to come to pass. Start to have an expectation that it's coming. We, 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 you know, we, we'll stand on that scripture. Well, he'll give us our heart's desire. I, I want a job that makes, you know, $30 an hour, and I'm going to lay on the couch till I get it. <laughs> That's our mentality. Yeah. And we want to drive through McDonald's and think, Lord, I, hey, yeah, I need a job that makes $30 an hour. I'll pull up the second window. It is the way it works. We're Americanized. We don't want to wait for nothing. But you know what? The Bible says, having done all to stand, now stand. I'm standing on the Word of God. There was a guy in the airplane, a whole bunch of people. It's taking off. As it starts to take off, another plane slams into it, breaks a hole in it. And everybody's screaming and crying. And out of his mouth comes, I'm going to stand on the Word of God. I'm standing on the Word of God. A fireball came through the plane. People were getting burned, and, 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 and he jumps out, and the plane is stopped. He goes through the hole and jumps on the wing, standing out on the wing. I'm standing on the Word of God. It's the only thing he said, I'm standing on the Word of God. They take him to the hospital. He hadn't got a burn mark on him. He's got melted metal in his hair because he took a stand on the Word of God, and everybody else went to panicking. I ain't going to talk about gasoline and panicking. <laughs> Toilet paper and panicking. Uh -huh. 
You know, it's the year 2025, and you finally use the last roll of toilet paper that you bought in 2020. <laughs> Listen, God's, we're God's people. He's going to take care of us. Let's trust in the Lord. Amen. With all our heart, with all our might, with all our strength, we're going to trust in him. And I have said it, you know, even we're going to, if he did it for Elijah, he wants to do it for us. If food runs out, ravens, crows, there's enough crows. If you start looking, the crows will feed everybody. Crows will feed us, and we'll start eating them if we have to. Y'all don't. I'm sorry. I'm from the country. So. so, so I want to call you us right here. Let's be a church that prays. Let's be a church that prays. Come on. We, we have a prayer team. We have uh, people who pray. It's time, you know, in Isaiah 64, 4, it says, he acts for the one who waits on him. And I'm not, see, when, when Mr. Jack here works at a restaurant, and if his waiters are waiting on people like this, he's going to say, what, what, what's going on? Waiting on the Lord is worshiping. It's talking, it's praising, it's magnifying. I'm waiting on you, Lord. I know you're going to show up. I'm standing on your word, and I declare healing in my body, healing for my brother, healing for my sister. Lord, your word's true, and I'm standing. I'm just, I, Father, I declare I have anticipation. I'm excited about what you're going to do in this situation. See, that's how faith talks. Well, y'all, um, you know, we get around people, and they do an organ recital. My ear, my back, my kidney, my liver, my lung, my heart. What kind of organ recital? Come on now. Start declaring, wait a minute, I'm strong. That ain't supposed to be there. Be healed in Jesus. Body, line up. Body. Come on, be strong, body. Listen, your body's got to face a curse every day. You don't think about it, but your body, get, you ever get up and, you know, something creaking? I'm like, that's the curse. And that's why, that's why you're getting older, and that's why one day you'll die. Because there's a curse in the earth. But we doesn't mean we just accept it. We want to live a strong, full life. You can read it in the Old Testament, those people did. Moses and, man, Noah. How about Joseph's daddy? Pharaoh said, dude, man. You're, you're old, but man, you're still, you're still kicking good and good. And he goes, well, he goes, you know, I've had a rough life. My daddy lived 20 more years than I'm at right now. My grandpa lived more than that. He goes, we serve God. Come on. Serving God has benefits. So as a church, we need to pray. We need to quit grieving the Spirit. And if the Spirit of God says, bring somebody to your heart. Son, daughter, mother, sister, brother, family, people you know, pray. Call them. Encourage them. Come on. It doesn't matter. You say, well, that, I call my pastors. Hey, how you doing? I just want to call and tell you I love you today. Just want to encourage you. You've been a blessing to me. Come on. Call people and encourage them. Encourage people. Strengthen people. All right. Number three, a legacy of sharing Jesus with others. Come on, if, you, if you're not free, you're going to be complaining. And if you're complaining, you're not going to be sharing Jesus. Okay? And we have got to share Jesus. And, well, Pastor Brad, I, don't, I, 
I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. If you know John 3.16, you can get the world saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's it. Forget all. Don't get into arguments about the Bible. If they're going to argue the Bible, they're not ready. Move on. Who's next? I'm going to go to Miss Shirley. She's always ready. Hey, you know, and you share the God. You know what? Jesus died for you. He loves you. He died for you. He died on the cross for you. Will you accept him? Well, you know, I went to a church one time. Nah, nah. Don't argue with that. Do you want Jesus? And if you look at your notes there, I just kind of put some things down on there. His call to the prodigal, those who have backslidden, those who have walked away. He says in the Malachi 3, 7, return to me and I will return to you. To the tired, to the weary, to the exhausted. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, come unto me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. His call to the fearful, that the peace of God that passes understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Ezekiel 34, 16, he, he just covers everything. If you're broken, I will bind the broken. If you're sick, I will strengthen the sick. If you're lost, I will seek what is lost and bring back what has been driven away. You know, a lot of times people, church people will drive people away. But don't be driven away. Let the love of God draw you close. You know, James wrote that if you draw near to God, he draws near to you. He's always there. I like what Oral Roberts said. He goes, when I pray for people, I believe Jesus is right here. And Jesus told me if I pray for the sick, that he would heal them. And Jesus is right here telling me, go ahead and pray for them. You know, Jesus is right here beside you. He's saying, go ahead and tell them about Jesus. Go ahead and tell them about me. Go ahead and share the gospel with them. Go ahead and tell, pray for them. They're sick, but go ahead. I'll strengthen the sick. I'll bind the brokenhearted. Go ahead and pray. They're tired. Will you pray strength for them? I, I got you back. I got you back. You know, we prayed for Ashley and Jordan. I stood behind them because I want their back. I believe they're a gift. But you're a gift. You're a gift. Everybody in here, you're a gift. You're a gift from God. You're a gift to God. God created you because he, wants it a, he wanted a family. He wanted a family. And guess what? He's greater than your blood family. His family is greater. Matter of fact, I get more strength from this family than my blood family. And I love my blood family. Most of them say they're all Christian clowns, but, you know, hey, we have fun when we get together. And there are no drugs and alcohol involved. It's just because we have a good time in Jesus. But this family... I can call upon. I can talk to. And guess what? If you're a visitor here today, you just been coming, you know what? We call you family. And we want you to be in family, whether you ever come back to this church or not. Because we pray for every church in this area. Every Tuesday morning, we pray for revival in all the churches around. We're not in competition. We're all trying to build the kingdom of God. If everybody in Wythe County went to church, there is not enough churches. There's a church. Church seems like a church on every corner. No, there's not enough. 28, 29,000 people. Not enough churches. And everybody needs to be in church. Everybody needs to know Jesus. Everybody needs a place to serve, don't they? So close your eyes, bow your head. Let me pray over you just for a moment. We're going to take communion. But 
First of all, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I've got people in this church praying for you right now to make sure that you know Jesus as Lord. And if that's you and you're here today and you want to accept Jesus, for the first time you want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, will you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett? Anybody? Maybe you're here and you've, you've, you've been pushed away, or the enemy pushed you away, and you want to come back and just rededicate your life to God. If that's you today, will you raise your hand and say, yep, I, I want to come back. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. I see your hand. Glory, glory, glory. Anybody else? God loves you. Look at me. You know, when a toddler trips and falls, a good parent picks them up and says, come on, you got this, you got this, and walks beside them. And as they grow, they grow, and you know what? I, I got grandsons that are six, five, and three, and they're to the age when they trip and fall, they pick themselves up, and they keep on walking. Every one of us have opportunities to fail and to fall, but God does no wise cast us out. If you get up and keep coming back to Him, He accepts you and He forgives. So there was at least three people who lifted their hand today. I want to pray over you, and y'all pray with me. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and He died on the cross for my sins. Father, accept me where I failed. Forgive me. I turn to you to give you my heart and my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to God. So let's, 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 I want to thank you for being brave enough to lift your hand this morning and accept Jesus as Lord. Uh, we're going to go ahead and receive communion. In the seat in front of you, there's communion cups. I need five. If you can get off the back row back there or give me five cups for these people right here. They all have some right there, right? Daniel, you put my scriptures up there right quick. I always use where Paul. Paul went into the desert, and Jesus taught him what the Last Supper was about. And... Uh, Go to second, yeah. That's all right. You can pull it down. And so Paul went, you can take it down. And so Paul, Paul went in, into the desert. Jesus taught him about communion. And he said, this is what I've received from the Lord. And, and he said, when he broke the bread, if you can go ahead and open up the top and get the bread out. When he broke the bread, Jesus said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Jesus' body was broken. If you've ever seen how they whipped Jesus, how they beat him, how he took the curse. You know, even in, it began in the garden, he took, he started taking the pressures of life. Anybody ever felt the pressures of life other than me? Jesus began to sweat great, great drops of blood. And then they took him and they beat him. They started punching him. And then they took him and whipped him, and they beat him. They put a crown of thorns, which represents the curse. Thorns are the curse. 
And they put it on his head, on his mind. And God wants us free. He wants us free. And he said, this is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Always remember what Jesus has done. So his body was broken that you could be healed, that you could have a free mind. You see, your mind sets in the seat of your, and your, your, your body. It's in your, it's in your head. It's, it leads you. It's part of your body. Your soul commands part of your spirit. But he came to redeem it all. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that your body was broken for us. And Father, we receive that healing, that peace, and everything that you bore. You were chastised that we could have peace. Thank you for peace today. We partake and remember in Jesus' name. Go ahead. Then in the next verse, Paul said, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood. It's the cup of the covenant. Covenant is so powerful. This do in remembrance of me. This, he shed his blood. We sang about it as kids, being washed in the blood. Oh, there's power in the blood. Oh, there's strength in the blood. There's protection in the blood. Everything. The, the blood of Jesus backs the word of God. Every promise in the New Testament, every promise in the Old is for us. Because God, why, why are you his favorite? Because of the blood of Jesus. We have been washed in the blood. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Lord, we do this till, uh, in remembrance until we do it in glory with you. And Father, we remember that Jesus shed his blood at Calvary for us. Thank you, Lord God, for your peace, for your healing, and for the blood of Jesus that will be made white as snow. In Jesus' name, you can partake. Let's close our eyes just for a moment. Just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. Holy Spirit, rise in every person here. Rest on every person here. Reveal yourself to every person here. Be strong and mighty on us all today as we give our lives fresh and new to you. In Jesus' name.